Hello everyone and welcome to the inaugural episode of Let's Be Real. Now, at this point, none of you really know what we do here or who I am, so let's start there. So this podcast is made in conjunction with Hackensack Meridian Medical School. My name is Chedoze Onaniwu, but all the homies call me Dozy, so we can just go with that. So, what do we do here? Essentially what we do here is just an honest conversation about academia, student life, and life in general, really. And we get some brilliant minds on the show just so we can pick their brains about their experiences. So, with me today, we have my personal friend and mentor, Adelolun Adesanyi. Ade, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really happy to be your first guest. I think the first thing that I want to ask you is, what did you initially want to be when you first got into undergrad, and why were you wrong about that? <laughs> so, my undergrad journey has been a lot. When I first was applying, I was looking at either becoming a physical therapist or a pharmacist. And then when I was looking at chemistry and stuff, I realized I don't really want to do that. So I kind of like the idea of working with people more is what I initially thought. So I came to Seton Hall for the dual degree uh, DPT program. So to get my doctorate in physical therapy and it was going all well and good. I was a bio major for the first three years. And then as the years went on, I realized how little I really enjoyed the sciences. And then it wasn't until my junior year when I finally took anatomy, the class that I was waiting for the whole entire time to take, and I did not do as well as I thought I was going to do when I truly realized maybe physical therapy isn't for me. I think something, something that like actually really stuck out about what you just said is like the whole idea of working with people. I feel like a lot of times people think that uh, working with people is just something that comes naturally or like something that people should just naturally want to do, but you realize that that, that uh, direction isn't for you. Yeah, so I really am thankful for my experiences and experiences that I had when I was shadowing in like PT in a PT office, and it was really great when I you know was able to help somebody you know gain better mobility and I felt really accomplished with that. But then I saw you can't really do that as often as I might want to do, and there's a lot of times where it's like you're not really helping people get better; you're just helping people stay the same. And I knew I would prefer to do more good in a different way. So in my experiences with physical therapy, I learned more about healthcare administration. So that's like the path of where I'm going towards now, where I might not be individually working with one-on-one with somebody, but I can help like manage a clinic that does that good. Because at the end of the day, like as much as we need people like on the ground doing things, we need people on a higher level to be able to orchestrate how things operate. So like healthcare administration, um, for those people that don't really have an idea of what it is, can you explain what it is more? So it was, so right now I am in my sec, well, first year in my Master in Healthcare Administration. Uh, one professor really explained it in the best way where healthcare administration is essentially an MBA with a heart. So the way that hospitals initially were ran, they're ran by doctors and doctors are really great at being doctors, you know, treating patients. They kind of suck running businesses. So then hospitals found that they were losing a lot of money. They realized we probably need a business person on this. So then they started hiring people with MBAs. And they're really great at making money, making sure your company is profitable. But when it comes to making sure people stay alive, they're maybe not the best with that. Yeah. So <laughs> then the MHA is essentially like the best of both worlds where you get the like humanity of like doctors and people in the sciences with the understanding of how businesses are supposed to operate with that you might find an MBA person. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because, like, 
a lot of times you don't really think about the fact that you need both sides to make this whole thing work because people think that you know as far as hospitals go or healthcare goes you just need really good doctors and you'll have a really good healthcare system but like i know a lot of doctors personally not a lot of them are good with money <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's really interesting just to see the amount of like careers in healthcare there are because being a first generation just like dozy is we always hear you have to be the doctor, lawyer, engineer. Exactly. And you don't really understand that in hospital there's more than just doctors. Like, there's so many different aspects of it. And I'm learning more and more as I'm taking my classes. Like, at first I thought maybe I just want to, like, manage a physical therapist's, like, uh, clinic. That's just what I initially thought. I didn't realize that there were so many different options. But through taking some classes, like right now I'm taking data analytics, and I found out that I am really in love with data. Just love with the idea of using information that you have to tell different stories to figure out how can we optimize the things that we're doing. So now I know I want to go more towards like a data, like like a more data analytics route in healthcare because I didn't realize there's so many opportunities in there too. Yeah, and I, th- I think that really like speaks it speaks really well to the whole idea that a lot of people come into college thinking that they have to have everything like you know what i mean like they have to have everything down packed yeah. <laughs> we come into college thinking that you when you go to college when you're 18 yep now you're going to pick out the thing you're going to do for the rest of your life i came in thinking there's no way i'm going to switch my major i'm in this perfect program exactly. i have everything laid out <laughs> for me all i need to do is keep my gpa where it needs to be and i have grad school guaranteed and what came down to it, I didn't realize, and there's just a more mental aspect of it, where you need to make sure that you understand stress, you understand things that are going on. I was under so much pressure to make sure I kept my GPA where I needed to be that I couldn't enjoy my classes. I couldn't really yeah. enjoy myself because I just kept on thinking, my GPA is not where it needs to be. I need to stress. I need to do this. And then that, I think, is where my main downfall came in anatomy, where I couldn't really take the time to enjoy like the class. I had to just keep on stressing about making sure I get the grades that I got. And when I didn't, that stressed me out more. And it just put me down a whole, like, downward path. But it's it helped me open up my ideas to, like, different options, which I'm really grateful for. Yeah, so uh, when did you finally realize that, like, uh, just a straight shot to a career in medicine wasn't what you were going to do? So, like, when I was thinking more about my future, like, when I was early on, I was like, I know I want to do physical therapy. Like, the way I want to grow is I want to do physical therapy and then maybe go my master's in healthcare administration or something. And I want to be able to get the different degrees to make sure I can level level myself up. Mm-hmm. And then, again, when I was taking the anatomy and I realized maybe physical therapy isn't for me. And then I found out that to really progress in healthcare, it's not necessarily like the years that you spend doing one thing. You need to learn how to be a leader. Yeah. And it's... It opened my eyes so much more into healthcare administration because now you now I know like okay I can't just like just be a physical therapist and expect to get like grad to get like promoted automatically like you need to go take the classes and like my mom always said like the more like letters you have at the end of your last name the better you'll be doing so I know (laughs) and it's and and it's the truth because especially like for people like us so like black African Americans. We need to make sure we have the different standards by name to for people to really take us seriously. And I was talking to my mom about it. I was like, I'm not really sure about like the whole doc getting my doctor thing, but she was like, it just opens up so many more doors. And then now is probably one of the best times to like be black 
because now people are actually really looking to add us. Maybe some places might not have the best reasons more for diverse to hire, but the fact that we're getting that look now is like you just need to make sure you're prepared for that. Yeah, like the intent behind it could be questioned, like whether they're just doing it so that they can add more diversity and look more diverse and things like that. But the opportunity that it creates is undeniable because with this opportunity wasn't there before people, uh, black people didn't really have an opportunity to even get a foot in the door and say like hey i'm just as good at this as anybody but like yeah i feel like it's it's really and then it so like good. so like when the first people get in then you got to open the door for other people behind you like exactly. i like i i know i want like my legacy to be able to be the person that helped out other people because throughout my life i've been helped out by loads of people like in my program also one thing that you need to find out about grad school it's not necessarily i found gra find grad school to be so much easier than undergrad because undergrad you're just doing the things just to get to the motions but in grad school preferably you should choose something that you're legitimately interested in so then when you're really interested in the things then you could actually really learn them and enjoy them and it's not just like studying for a test and then grad school is mainly just about like what connections can you make mm. like and for in one of my classes through and, they, and it was research methods i had one person who was like a year a year above me in the same program and i helped him out with a bunch of things then he has now become like a bit of a mentor for me where he's showed me like he told me more about consulting i never realized that healthcare consulting was a real thing but that's another route that i'm looking to go towards let's talk about college like undergrad specifically see now i know uh, from my personal experience that undergrad is not something that you can just go through doing exactly what you're told to do and expect to have the outcome that you want there's a lot of finessing involved mm -hmm. like <laughs> i can say almost 90 percent of my time in undergrad was spent finessing something in some way so now without i guess incriminating yourself <laughs> What what are some what are some ways that like people who are still in that uh, in that mire of I don't know how exactly I'm going to do this and do it well with undergrad like what are some some things that you would suggest to those kinds of people how can they especially how can people finesse undergrad to the point where they can actually at the end of all of this say hey like that yeah, wasn't that bad first things first have like make friends in your major yes like yes oh, <laughs> like my freshman year i love the guys that i was friends with they're really great but they're business majors they're really wonderful people but we we're on two very different tracks and i didn't realize how much that really affected me where i could i thought i could do like the typical like business major kind of thing where you know you have as much fun as you can you stay up real late you don't really study as much but it caught up with me and then i can't it, it was my second semester when I realized, okay, now I need to find people more geared to the things that I'm doing more. And it just gets you people to study with. Like, my thing that everybody should do if you, if you can, study on your own first and then study in a group to really realize how much you actually know. Because when you study on your own first, you get to think you, you think you know everything, but it's not until you meet with other people to see what other people know so you can test your knowledge amongst other people. And then the friends that you make in bio undergrad, you're all struggling together. You're all going through the same experiences. Those are bonds that'll last a lifetime. And then you want those people who like in the future when you're like, you know what? Oh, I know you need help with something. Let me go ring up, ring up one of my friends because those people are going to be going places. And you want to make sure you're friends with people who have like similar goals yeah. to you because it helps keep you honest to things. And I, I feel like 
it, that says a lot too about like the kind of life that you have to live depending on what you choose to do in college because i know like there are some majors that can afford to be a bit more lax you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> and and there's some majors that should they even think about being lax they already got went down the letter grade you know what i mean it's like so i feel like yeah like there's a lot of truth in that because you know a lot of people don't really realize that like the kinds of people the kinds of company that you keep is gonna like influence who you are and if who you are isn't in line with what you want to do you're gonna fail it's not gonna be <laughs> it's fun it's not I gonna be fun guarantee that you do not want to be playing catch up but then when you're playing catch up you want to make sure you're doing it with the right people in your team yeah so make sure like making friends in your major it's like i know the place where i first found like more bio major friends was going to tutoring because there's other people who like also don't know things and also wherever you go to school they have resources take advantage of every single resource also making sure you're friends with your professors going into office hours mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you sound like you're a brown noser at the end of the day those are the people that are going to help you out like for grad school i highly recommend for anybody looking into it try your best to never pay for it like absolutely become, <laughs> becoming a ga is like well yes you're not going to be making that much money but in the money that you're saving for paying for grad school immeasurable and like you'll get that $500 stipend so you might maybe you might have to live with your parents for a little bit but it will it pays off so much more in the, in the like the long run i think another good point is a uh, delayed gratification because I, I think uh going through just going through the american system a lot of the things that we're taught about is efficiency and getting ahead of your peers so like there's that constant competition when you're in constant competition if you're not ahead, you're behind automatically. And what that, what I feel like that leads to, like just naturally, is this sense that once you get out of college, you have to have a job, you have to have something going for you, you have to be set up, you have to have that apartment, you need to be solely independent, completely. No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not that. It's like I, I know you're like the thought is you're supposed to, but in this day and age, it's. It's, we've never been in this place before where college has never been as expensive as it is so like the loans that you're gonna have to deal with for everybody else it's you you should take a step back if you can if you have a good relationship with your parents if you can try to find ways to cost save try to stay at home with your parents for a little bit to pay off some things and to like get up get an actual like good standing point off standing off point and it's always good to like reach out to people people want to help you you should never try to like seclude yourself thinking that nobody wants you like you'll find people that want to just make sure you keep a good company and then you'll find ways to like still maintain be successful like i don't know how many times like i need i need to be saying this to myself too <laughs> yeah. because i don't know how many times i've blocked opportunities for myself just because of the thought that i don't want to be a bother it's like i know i, I like will always like if anybody ever asks me for anything i'm like yes thank you this is what i've been waiting for <laughs> I, I just want to like do good like more there are lots of people that are like that and those people that are like that will be very clear about it and it's always the worst thing a person can tell, tell, tell you is no yes, so right. just ask and then you most likely will receive like the worst that can happen is you're right back to where you were i was with my friends not too long ago and we were having one of these like introspective talks and I came to this realization that the worst you can get, the absolute worst you can get is okay. Yeah. Because humans are adaptable. Even in the worst situation, like you look at people who 
like from your perspective are pretty down bad mm. but they're just they're out here just vibing like it might suck they might not be in the place where they think that it's the best for them or they're reaching their fullest happiness but they're okay like, it's like everything averages out to be okay there's ups there's downs but like at the end of the day like you'll be able to look back and be like okay like yeah everything yeah, ended okay. up alright for the most part like the fact that you can look back on something means that you made it past it so it's like you can always look back so if you have experiences in your past where you can see you look back then what's to say that this experience that you're in right now isn't just gonna be another one of those that you can look back on time moves forward <laughs> and like back to what you're saying about like right after you graduate like i know for my like path of after i graduate i graduated a semester early and when i graduated i was like i'm not really sure what i'm gonna do like i wanna f- i didn't have a job lined up for me I was like I knew I was going to be with my parents so I was like I need to like figure out what's happening and I graduated so it was like December 2019 so right before everything went to crap yeah and <laughs> so I was like applying into a bunch of places like I was I had my heart set on working at NYU because I was like oh I I had applied for some places they had me doing some interviews and I was going in there for a bunch of interviews I was like oh this is the place where I'm going to be working I'm so excited for this I had my head just focus blindsided on that one and then i just kept on never hearing anything back and i started getting like sad i had applied to a bunch of different places before and then it was like in february-ish hackensack meridian where i'm working now they came back to me and after like months of after i had applied i finally i interviewed it for them and then they like offered me the job after a few times and then i wasn't sure i at first i was like i'm not sure i want to i want to hold off for nyu but then when i realized i knew there was no option i took that option and I, my first day was March 16th, the day that everything, like, <laughs> shut down. Like, literally, oh, that man. Monday was my, supposedly my first day. On that Friday, they're like, hey, maybe you want to come in to pick up your laptop. We're not sure what's going to happen on Monday. So I went in, and I thought, okay, I'm going to the gym after this. I'm just going to pick up the laptop and go. I walk in. Oh, it turns out we're having a meeting about what's happening on Monday. So that's how I got to meet all of my coworkers in my gym clothes really (laughs) great time to get to meet everybody and then but yeah throughout the pandemic i've been working from home mainly and it's just every option is like take any options you can and when it comes to like grad school and stuff i recommend looking into academia like looking into working at a job like that's why i was looking at working at a school because i wanted to get my school paid for it so like and also when it when you're coming to interviews do not be afraid to ask like hey do you guys have a tuition reimbursement plan because that should be something that's important to you if you want to continue your education like i know hackensack meridian we have like after you finish your semester you you give in your grades and you can get five thousand dollars back which won't cover everything but five thousand dollars is a good amount to have five thousand dollars and especially considering how like your uh your classes are a lot less in grad school $5,000 $5,000 goes a much further way in grad school than it does in undergrad. Yeah. yeah. So much more. Highly recommend. But speaking of Hackensack Meridian, which also just a small flex, that's <laughs> <laughs> also the place that I'm interning right now. Um, but uh, it's actually funny because you were the one that actually got me this opportunity. But speaking of Hackensack Meridian, um, what's it like working there? Like, what's the atmosphere of Hackensack? Like, so I work with student affairs and well-being. I'm an administrative assistant. And the people are some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Like, I just, it's just, it's really, 
truly just a family atmosphere and like uh, when you're working in student affairs in most places like they're very geared to like how can we make the students lives better i did not realize the things that med school med school students are offered and we go up my my opinions a lot of time we go above and beyond and breaking our backs mm-hmm. to make sure that life is as easy as possible for them like because life is about to get very hard for them med school is very stressful (laughs) it is not fun at all but they so like they all understand that and they will make go above and beyond to make sure that like yeah your life might be hard but it's not going to be because of us yeah and love the staff they're all so great with the advisors like so my team we mainly like work with like i my main responsibility is with the student clubs and organizations, but then I'm also, I like to say, like uh, a, like a mercenary for the department. So if anybody needs help with anything else, like I can be put onto different projects and whatnot, like with uh, compliance and other things. But you're the, like you're like the stem cell. Yeah, the stem cell. Essentially, I'm like every any anytime anybody needs extra an extra hand for anything, like I'm able to go out with them. And the Hackensack Meridian, it is an amazing healthcare network. It's one of the best in New Jersey. Like, they've taken over a bunch of different places, but they're very far-reaching. And I know, like, from my program, I'm looking to at some internships that are offered by Hackensack Meridian. And it's, uh, it's actually really interesting, because Hackensack is relatively new, all things considered. Like, how many years has it been So, we have, we're about three years, and we're about, so, our medical school, I really like what we do, where it's, we have a phase three residency, so during your third year, you can well, you can like graduate medical school like a some like a whole year early, and you can begin your residency during your fourth year instead of like waiting after your fourth year. So that's like we're about to graduate our first class, and yeah, that's a it's a pretty big deal. And that's a lot riding on their shoulders. Oh yeah, but like the beauty of it is like with their residency is like they get like yeah you you get to save on a year's worth of medical school. Exactly, because <laughs> medical school is not cheap. It's not cheap. It's very expensive. You leave with a lot of debt, so the scholarships are few and far between. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I really like the atmosphere, and like, and we're in the the building in Nutley, New Jersey. Really nice place. We're doing a lot of renovations now, and when it comes, when it like all the plans look amazing, and when it's all going to be done, I like I know I think we're going to be done probably in sometime in the fall. So like naturally, you went to Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that, if you, like if you were in charge of Seton Hall, right, mm-hmm. and you had to go back and say, hey, y'all were really tripping on this. <laughs> like, what are some things that you really go and tell them off about? So one thing, it's mainly for the students that I'd have to say, because we have so many like resources that, like, they tell us about it, but we just don't listen. Like LinkedIn Learning. I did not realize oh how amazing God. that application is. You can learn how to do literally everything. And you can put that on your LinkedIn. And then your future employers can see that. And and it's free for us. It's free. It's free 99. <laughs> and it's to, so expensive otherwise. Like, you need to actually pay money for it. And then it's all those things you can just do. You can just... And it's as simple. You just watch the videos and it tells you exactly how to do it. Also, one thing every single student should know how to use is Excel. I didn't really use Excel until like in graduate school when we were doing in research methods and it is one of my favorite applications. There's just so many things you can do with it and it's so malleable, so usable for like whether it be like work in the real world 
everything is done in Excel. You yes. need to be able to have functionality, like to be able to know how to do it. And then it's, and also for your personal life, like I have so many different spreadsheets. Like right now I have one with the internships that I'm applying for. I'm just keeping track of all that stuff. Like keeping track of my assignments. It's just, it's so great. So like highly recommend, please use LinkedIn Learning. It's definitely use Excel and then just look at, look at like, you should look at the people who you want to like you want to take their jobs yeah. look at all the acronyms they have at the la at behind their name and see what you need to do to get those things you need to like have like a, a bit of a path of where you want to go or have some kind of idea it doesn't need to be like a sh direct roadmap, but like just have some kind of idea i think what you just said right now is very important something that uh that definitely needs to be reiterated that you should look for somebody that is living the life that you want to live <laughs> and then see how they got there because I, I think a lot of people have this idea that they need to figure it out on their own I'm like why you can that's so much more effort that you don't need to waste you can literally just look at somebody and say hey what did you do to get from point A to point B because your point B looks very nice you should like never hesitate just ask LinkedIn is just the best application because you can just find people, connect, and then shoot them a message. Sometimes they respond, sometimes they don't. Again, the worst you'll get is no, no. And that, and then for that one person that said no, ask other people because there's other people who have that same job, that same title. Ask them. Somebody's gonna say yes. It's literally just a matter of uh, what's that word? numbers game yeah it's game. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say probability Probably, like yeah. you if you hit up enough people somebody eventually is. somebody's gonna have a heart yeah <laughs> gonna say yes and yeah it's just there's so many just things that like it, maybe there are things that you know could do better but like at the end of the day a lot of the times like we don't realize the things that they've already told us because we're just not paying attention yeah <laughs> i i think there's a there's a sort of like an arrogance to a CN Hall student. Oh, yeah. Where you think you know better than them. It's like, oh, yeah. this stupid. I've sat through all of these orientations. <laughs> I don't care about caps. I don't care about this. Out, But, like, there are legitimate things that, like, outside of the real world you don't get. Like, caps. Like, a free therapist. A free therapist. <laughs> it's very expensive. People pay a lot of money to figure out issues that they have. And it's, like, maybe the first time... Oh, they didn't fix all of my problems immediately. Well, they're trying to figure out what your problems exactly. are. Like you went to one session, go again. <laughs> go again, like figure it out. And then like, like I know that's something that I wish I could have taken advantage of. Cause like, and it's not even for like, oh, you're having a mental breakdown. You should just, everybody should be using yeah, it. Yeah, everybody should be going to therapy because there are some things that even the smartest people cannot explain about themselves. You need an outside perspective to get that 360 view of like, oh this is these are the trends this is what's going on something that you can't see from the perspective of yourself because you are yourself and then it's like yeah your friends are great but like your friends aren't going to really be able to sit down and actually tell you oh you have x y and z actually wrong with you because they're your friends they're biased to make sure you're still happy your friends don't have a phd in psychology <laughs> yeah, you like yeah so it's just take advantage of the so many tools like you pay a lot of money to come here like, a lot like of a money. money. <laughs> you should make sure your money's going. It's not just you're not just spending, giving money away for nothing. Take something back. Like CNO has the stuff for you. Uh, now I know that this is very specific to CNO, but 
that can also be applied to any college anywhere there are resources that your college gives you that i know for a fact that if you're listening to this right now you're an undergrad i know for a fact you're ignoring those resources because i'm ignoring those resources exactly. and it's like and if you don't know where to find it ask, ask. somebody <laughs> somebody will be able to like like it's somebody's job on your campus to answer that question they're just waiting for like a lot of times because uh, this is something that i actually uh was thinking about listening to an npr podcast mm-hmm. i think it was think tank yeah. And they were talking about the idea of uh, BS jobs in college. Like, I can't. I don't even know like how much I'm allowed to curse on this thing. <laughs> but yeah, they were talking about BS jobs in in uh, academia, and how a lot of people are really just sitting there with a very specific job description, and they're waiting for somebody to activate them. Like they just want something to do, so that like they feel like they're earning that paycheck. But for the most part, you find that the people who find that they have the least to do in a day. Are the ones who have been tasked with looking after the well-being of students because they have a job that and they're a resource for students but students just never come like my so my mom right now is working on her phd in like education something like that and like her main thing that she's talking about is like looking at like food resources like there are lots of students that are going hungry and we just don't think about that like, college is really expensive. It's a lot of stress on people. And it's like, most universities ha- want to try to do things like, okay, we, ha- we, we, ha- we can't afford to get extra food for students who don't have it. But we don't know what the students want because nobody's coming to us to ask for things. Like, yeah, you, there's a stigma of, I don't want to be like an annoying Karen or something. I don't want to like complain, but like, you're allowed to complain. You're paying money to be able to complain. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's a lot of money to be paying to just roll over. Just be okay with like, oh, you're just not going to give me... It's like, you can just ask for things and then they'll just give you things. It's very simple. And it's also just being polite goes so much further. So just make sure like when you're asking things, you're asking in a polite way. Because like a lot of the times, like most time people ask for things, they're not the happiest. Yeah. So if you're just polite to people, they're more likely to like do more for you. And then especially the people who who are taxed with uh, having to answer all these questions... They already are expecting you to come from a point of anger and a point of frustration and confusion. But if you come with a, like, not a cheerful attitude, because usually whenever you're going for those questions, you're not exactly in the most cheerful mood. But if you come cordially and if you come as a, a person that understands that you're speaking to another person that didn't do anything to you, it automatically takes them from a place of like a high guard like okay well i have these answers i'm gonna give it to you to a a more of a place of humanity where they're like oh this kid is coming with genuine concerns but he's not trying to project it on me let me actually see what i can do to help and like let me go a little bit like since they since they helped me out let me help them out a little bit more everybody like works off of that just basic thing it's like like just if you come at me nice i'll come at you even nicer exactly like that the whole idea of like tit for tat quid pro quo like yeah in government it sounds pretty bad but in human interaction that's how we interact like you give me something good i reciprocate with something good you give me something bad i reciprocate with something bad it, it could be so simple yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see how far are we in wow how long has it been it's been a minute it has. This has been a very good talk. And I definitely know I'd want to come on here again to talk about my progression here. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think uh, the way this 
the show is going to be going. We're going to be definitely revisiting uh, people that come on the show because life changes at the speed of light. And no matter what your plan is, like, I've had many plans where I thought, this is exactly how I'm just going to coast through everything. And then something comes on and it's like, oh, like, God looks at plans and laughs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you might think you have everything set up, but, like, something's going to change. And you just need to be open to the change. Don't let change, like, break you down. Just see that there's a fork in the road and take it. I think a lot of, a lot of people have this perspective that change is change is unwelcome because it means that your plan didn't work and i think that change should absolutely be welcome because it's the litmus the litmus the litmus test whatever yeah to show if your plan was strong enough to begin with because if you go with a plan that's half-baked not fully thought out hasn't all the realities of life haven't actually like been accounted for when you are too deep into it you'll eventually come across those same things but now you're stuck now you have to actually adapt with this plan in mind rather than in the beginning when change happens and suddenly you're like oh let me just go with a completely different plan change is good and on that note i think we can end this out this was an excellent first episode thank you Ade, for coming on the show no problem thank you for having me oh it's always a pleasure and i hope you can come again I look forward to it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>